So this is my last week of Secret Place. Um, so I have this scenario I'm going to go through. So if I call you up and I say, hey, hey, Mel and Ray, would you like to come for dinner at my house? And they're like, yes, if you make chicken noodle soup. You know, those of you that have not had my chicken noodle soup, you got to come over for dinner. It's one of the only good things I can make. Um, but, you know, I say, hey, come over. We're going to have dinner. It's going to be great. So they get there, and as they're coming in the door, I'm, I'm in my car, and I'm saying, hey, I'm just really busy. i got all these errands to run. Food's on the table. I'll see you later. They might stand there like we thought they would expect for me to be there, right? Because they want to what? Spend time with us. So, you know, it's not the same. Hey, come have dinner at my house, you know. Um, they would be like, something is really wrong. You know, that's, that's kind of the same as getting into that secret place with the Lord um, and his rest he gives you. It's for connecting. It's for connection with him where nothing else catches our eye. If we're like, yeah, I love you, Lord, and then you're like, oh, Spongebob's on, you know, or whatever. I don't watch Spongebob. I don't know why. That's the first thing that came to my mind. But you know what I mean? He's saying, that's what I want. I don't want to, you to be like, oh, Lord, you know, let's get together. I love you. I want to spend time in your presence. And as soon as you just get ready to be with the Lord, you're off like, I got to go take my kids here, and I got to work. It's so hard, and I've got to sleep. A friend of mine, shall remain nameless, may or may not be in this room. She was talking, saying, I'm always getting up in the night. And I said, maybe it's because you're not spending time listening to the Lord when you're available during the day. And I was like, wow. So I'm thinking, Lord, now I don't want to get, no. You know, if he has something to say to you, if we don't make the time, he'll give us lots of opportunities to have that time. I prefer the opportunity to not be 3 a.m. Um, but sometimes that happens. Um, so we're going to kind of, we're going to get the, the scapel out today, guys. Because we're going to take a minute to examine our hearts. And this is going to be, like when I was going through this, I'm like, oh, I don't want to do this, Lord. This is, I like it to be good. And you're, you know, and God's like, oh, no, this is good. Trust me. I said, okay, trust me. And he reminded me, he said, what you are in love with will decide what will get you out of bed in the morning what you do during the day, how you spend your evenings, your nights, your weekends, whom you spend your time with, what breaks your heart, and what amazes you. And so as I'm saying those things, some of you guys are like, I get out of bed because if I don't, my kids are like, you know, I got to wake them up. You know, some of you are like, I need to put food on the table, so I have to go to work. Um, but I started looking at that and and I was thinking, wow, that, that is really true. You know, I, I love God, and that's why I get up. I ask God, you know, who can I encourage today? What are your plans for me today? Sometimes he directs me, and I'm thinking, are you sure about this, Lord? I kind of just want to be grumpy today. Like, I sometimes I go into work, and I'm like, you know what? Da, 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 I'll be, you know, and then I get there, and the Lord's like, you need to be nice to the people you work with. And I'm like... Yeah, but they know me. They just know I'm having a bad, you know. And the Lord's like, it doesn't matter. That's not their problem that you're having a bad day. I'm like, uh. So usually they know I'm very pleasant because the Lord usually deals with me before they get there. There's been a few times. But, you know, I'm thinking, okay, God, what, 
I love the Lord, so I'm like, God, what are you going to do? What are you going to say to me today? Who am I going to be able to encourage? Who am I going to be able to give a word to? Who am I going to be able to smile at? What What do you have for me today? And every day is different. I also love my family. I love Matt. I love the girls. You know, it is God in my family. And then you guys, you know. Um, but, you know, I get up and go to work because I want to be able to meet needs. You know, obviously, I don't make what Matt makes, but... You know, mine is all the fun stuff, all the things that kids want. Layla's 12. Guess what she wants for Christmas? Can you guess? Come on. Phone. Yes. Good mom. You got that. You know, and I'm like, oh, are you sure you're not six? You know, it's like I want to get up. I want to take care of those things. I want to go to work because I love them. I want to be able to meet needs. Um, I want to be home at night with them. You know, I don't want to go out. I'm not really a person that goes out to the bar and then comes home. You know, I put my kids to get a babysitter. You know, I don't go out with my friends. You know, if you probably spend time with me, my kids are probably there. Um, because I love my family. And that's why I get out of bed. That's where I spend my nights and weekends. All of those things. So what I'm in love with, you know, my kids can break my heart, you know, but then they also do such amazing things. And I'm like, ah, oh, you know, you want to tell everybody, but I try not to be that Facebook mom. You know the one. You know the one, right? If I am, please tell me. Like, okay. Okay. Like, posting all their A's. I just assume everybody knows my kids are amazingly smart and get all A's, so I don't have to post it. (laughs) So, um, but I remember when Layla was a baby, and I was pregnant with her when I was 21. And I remember, like, my friends, none of them were married, they were all single, and my friend said, hey, why don't, can we take you out for a drink? You didn't get to have a drink on your 21st week. And I said, oh, yeah, I'll be fine. I'm like, yeah, I get to dance. I'm all excited, you know. And so, you know, I went out, and I had one shot, and it was horrible, and I have never had another shot in my life. Um, so after that shot, I said, I'm going to be the DD for all of you, okay? Plus, I just don't drink. So I said, I'm just going to go and have fun with my friends, and I'm getting there, and And I'm just, you know, the night's going on. It's like midnight. They're dancing, and I'm sitting there. It's like 1 o'clock, and they're dancing, and I'm sitting there. It's 2 o'clock. They're falling on the floor, and they're dancing a little bit, and I'm sitting there. (laughs) And all I could think about is my heart is so not here. I want to, like, cuddle up with that little baby and breathe in their head smell. You know what I'm talking about, right? You're like, I need... That's how you get a second one, people. Don't be smelling babies' heads. It's when Lana came along. People come around with babies, and you're like, I need another one of these. You know? But And I just thought, that's where my heart is. That's what amazes me. And I'm watching this lifestyle, and I'm like, this doesn't amaze me. I'm not putting my time here. I did this for like one time, and I'm like, ick. I don't like it. And some people may like it. That might be where their heart at. That's not my decision to choose. But for me, like, I know that my heart is with my family. I want to be with them. And I got home, you know, and I think, oh, I missed out on that night that Matt got to have with her. You know what I mean? He got to see all the adorable things she's doing and fighting about getting to be on the computer. She used to do this thing where she'd get on the computer and she wasn't supposed to. And you'd say no. And she'd go, mm, like she is going to like, like, like punch you or something. And, and she was like the teeniest little thing. So she was like one year old, but she was like, like teeny like she was like 17 pounds when she was like one and so you just laugh because she'd have these like two little curly pigtails always going different directions 
and you would try not to laugh because she thinks she is all tough. Like I'm, a, so he got to have those moments that day, and that's a day that I miss. And I thought, you know what? I'm never going to invest my heart into something um, that um, is not where my heart is. I'm not going to invest my time, I miss my time into something where my heart is not. Uh, and those are good things to be in love with. Be in love with the Lord. He's always going to bring good things to you. Your family, putting your time, your friends, all of those things are great things um, to be in love with. You know, I remember when church and ministry was something I was in love with. And I spent more time and energy chasing people and things that were chasing other people and other things besides the Lord. You know, and I look... I'm, you know, God has totally graced us with this new season. But I look at when my kids were little, so many times I'm toting them places and think that now I would never do that. And I'm thinking, huh, that's not where my heart should be. And I do love church and I love being in ministry, but man, i got to get my priorities. God is my first love. And my family is second. And when I did that, it began, I began to have time for the right things. You know, I began to have better relationships. I began to see growth in, in my life. And that's what it's got to be. It's got to be God and family for what you're in love with. You know, and I could stay in those time-stealing loves, but I need to get back to that secret place, place with the Lord. And it took me a while because when you're working in ministry and you're toting around your Bible, everyone thinks, oh, you're in love with the Lord. And I was in love with doing things that looked like God was in them. But I wasn't really spending time with the Lord. I definitely wasn't hearing from the Lord, you know, at those times. Because, you know what? A lot of destruction. You know, my kids, they missed out on a lot of little things in their life because they were on the hip going everywhere else with me, you know. And I look and I'm saying, I don't, those those were not my secret place place with the Lord. I didn't have time to talk to the Lord. I had to get to church and I had to be at every church event, you know. And if I didn't, I was going to be like guilted into not being there. And you know that's always the Lord, right? <laughs> I'll never, ever again be like that. And I, when I got back in that secret place with the Lord, I just started talking to the Lord. And He just started speaking to me more and more and more over the last few years. And I'm like, man, I like this place. I like this place. I see growth. Spending time in His presence just makes the direction He has for our lives way more clear. Like, a few years ago, I was, if you were my friend, I'm sorry. <laughs> I was really sporadic because I couldn't, I couldn't focus all this stuff that God was saying because I didn't, I wasn't getting in His presence to really know the direction. It's like, I don't know what I'm doing. Just know I'm supposed to do something. So then, you know, you just like, you just start running in some direction because you're like, it's like that crazy, like look up videos of crazy people running, like when they just run in different directions. And I run ugly on top of that. So, you know, I was just a mess. I'm just like, I got to go. I got to move for the Lord. So I was just going and, and God's like, shh, sit down, listen to me. He wants, he wants you to be in his presence to get you on the right direction he has, to be more clear. You know, his prior, priority is for his presence to be manifest in my family, my job, in you guys, 
you know, through training and youth and connection times, conferences, because that is how we see heaven come to earth. The more time he's getting to spend with me, the more I'm hearing about who he is in his nature, it's like, wow, that is who God is. God is not all this perfection stuff. I mean, he's perfect, but he's not about me being perfect. He's saying, I just want you to know who. See, I'm going to do this stuff because you can't do this, Sarah. You can't do all this stuff. You can't do everything. We talked about, you know, the peace of the Lord and when it's gone and you're, you think if you stop, the world will stop spinning. I actually got to use that with somebody this week. And I said, if you take a day off, it does not, you know, the world does not spinning, stop spinning. It keeps going. Um, but we do that because, you know, God says, stop and rest. The world's not going to stop. Be in my peace. All of those moments, I want to be, I want to know his nature. His nature is never chaos. Uh, Mark um, one thirty-five. Um, Jesus loved the Father so much that it drove everything he did. Every decision he made, whether he stayed or went, sometimes people got angry at him because he was resting when they thought he should be doing something, or he was staying when they thought he should be going, and... Um, but it, it drove everything he did and everything he didn't do. Um, Mark one thirty five says, Early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went out to a secluded place and was praying there. How many of you guys like to get up in the early in the morning? <gasps> Me! Three of us! Yay! These are my prayer words. <laughs> you know, how many of you guys are like, Lord, speak to me about 11 o'clock at night. That's good. Yep. You know, um, but he's saying, hey, he got up early, he went out, he took that time, and he said, you know what, yes, it would be great to sleep, for my body to rest, but I need to be with the Lord. Well, he carved out that time to pray and be with the Lord. Um, John sixteen thirty three. I took the voice, um, so translation, it says, I have told you these things so that you will be whole and at peace. In this world you will be plagued with times of trouble, but you need not fear. I have triumphed over this corrupt world. He's saying, hey, chaos is going to come. Especially when things look really good. <laughs> How many of you guys are like, it's really good right now, like waiting for some chaos? You know, he says, but don't fear because I have triumphed over this corruption of the world. He's saying, you can have peace amongst all the things that are going on in life. You know, you can go from the smallest things to the biggest things. There's always at least something going on in your life or somebody's life that touches your life. You know, life will get chaotic. Um, last week, Debbie, um, the Lord gave her a word when she was sitting here, and I said, Debbie, you want me to give this, or would you like to? And she said, I can't get up there. So, we're, so I said, I'm going to give you credit that the Lord spoke to you and said, if we are too busy and involved in things, we lose the ability to create. Other people and other things begin to create our environment. How many guys have done things you don't want to do? You guys have bought things you shouldn't have bought, you know? And how many of you guys get there and you think, I just don't even want to do any of the stuff that I committed to this week? Because, because we didn't think about when we're like, sure, I'll do this. Sure, I'll be there. I can do this. I can do, you know? And it's like, why did I do that? I just want to sit home in my pajamas and do yoga, people. But when she gave that word, and I thought that is, when she used create, 
um, and she said the Lord highlighted over here on this little scroll thing on the wall, and she said, I saw the word create in it, and then the Lord spoke to me, and so I hope you guys know the Lord speaks in so many different ways, so I thought, I said, that's awesome, she said, I feel like sometimes I'm looking around and you think I'm not paying attention, I said, no, the Lord's speaking to you, just keep going. So, you know, life can get chaotic, and we can let the time suckers eat away the good things, um, the God things in our life, and pretty soon our kids, our job, you know, Candy Crush TV, Friends Society's view on busyness, you know, equals success. Yes, Candy Crush, I had to delete that. I was like at like level like 241, and I was like, mm-mm, you ain't worth my time. I'd be like, oh, only five minutes. Oh, look, I got an extra life. <laughs> Amanda knows. I'd be like, I'm not going to lunch. Last year, I was like, I got to get this level. And then I would like, like if I couldn't get the level, I'd be like, Amanda, beat the level. Or I'd be like, Jade, I'd go to lunch and be like, Jade, beat this level for me. <laughs> and I was like, you know what? When I can't even do it, I'm a little. But I look and I'm thinking, that like sucked so much of my time. You know, the good things, our kids, but, you know, our jobs sometimes. We will give and give, you know. Like I was coming like 20 minutes early, and now I'm like, you know what? No, I'm coming five minutes early. I tried to come on time, and I showed up five minutes early. That's just my nature. <laughs> like I'm going to be on time. I'm, gonna, I'm just going to show up on time when I'm supposed to punch in five minutes early. Usually I get there, I can't even punch in <laughs> because I have to wait for the time clock. But I just was like, you know, little things can take our time away from what's important in our time with the Lord. You know, sometimes TV, you know, things like that. Um, our phones, smartphones. Oh, those things. <laughs> and they are wonderful because I love having my version Bible app. I'm like, yeah, I'm smart. Never think about God, but really I'm just cheating. But God's like, it's okay. I, I created the mind who created that. You know, but those things can quickly suck the time away and pretty soon we're like I can't hear from the Lord what's going on everything's chaotic I feel like I'm not and have you guys ever got like that where I'm like I just can't I felt like I couldn't hear from the Lord lately like am I right am I wrong because I wasn't really spending time with him I was just running here running there and everything's busy <laughs> that's right see the Lord took the signal <laughs> but you know it's it society's view of busyness they say busyness equals success the busy I saw this Thing on Facebook. <laughs> Facebook. I think the Lord's talking about Facebook. And yeah, that sucks the life out of you. And it said, um, oh, you work 40 hours a week. I remember my first part-time job, you know? <laughs> and I thought about that. I'm like, wow, we think busyness equals success. But man, if you could make the same amount of money working 20 hours a week that you do 40 and you're just way, God has given you wisdom how to be more productive. How awesome is that? You know, if you're doing the same thing, like all these things that have made it easier to do things like that would usually, you know, could you imagine doing laundry a hundred years ago? Like we think, oh, laundry's already, I can't believe I have to put this away. If you guys are like me, I wash it, it looks great. And I'm like, I'm on top of this. But then I keep like, I'll put you away tomorrow. And the next day, and then Friday comes, and my entire, Mel got to see my entire bed. And then it takes me like three hours to fold it all. And then I give it to the kids, and I'm like, go put this away nicely. And they dump in it. I'm like, why do I even fold this stuff anymore? <laughs> you know? But look at, like, that same job. Like, if you do it properly, and take it out of the dryer, and fold it, 
it takes a lot less than when you had to, you know, take each piece of clothing and you had to get a, you know, warm up the water and then you had to, you know, it was an all, there was laundry day because you did nothing for 12 hours except laundry. Ain't nobody got time for that. You're wearing the same pants twice in a row. That's a rule. Unless you spill something on. But we, these time suckers come in and we don't even have time to spend with the Lord because we're like doing all of this stuff because we think busyness equals success. And I'm thinking God never, he never did that. He rested and he doesn't even need to rest. We're living in a new environment that, um, that we really hate. We have to drink 10 cups of coffee to be able to handle all the stuff we put into our day. And then we try to switch to something else because now we're addicted to caffeine, so we got to switch from the coffee. <laughs> but instead of, instead of thinking, maybe I shouldn't do so much stuff and try to go on five hours of sleep, that might help. you know. But we live in this environment that we pretend we love, but we really are just stressed out and really don't like. Got to handle all the stuff that we, we crammed into our day. Our new environment says we have to have it all, but we are struggling to maintain the peace of Christ in that because peace doesn't ever thrive in a chaotic environment. Peace thrives in a restful environment. That's why God, I mean, that's why Jesus was like, I'm going out here. I am going to spend time with the Lord. I don't care what's going on. Yes, there is a storm and our boat is about to be taken over, but I need rest. Okay, because he's like, you know what? Peace does not thrive in chaos. Peace only thrives in the Prince of Peace, which is Jesus Christ. When he is king in our hearts, peace will thrive. When everything else is taking that time and we're not giving ourselves to that time of rest, it begins to get chaotic. Have you ever had like things are really good and then it starts like winding up? One more thing. And you think, how did I get here? Recently, my back has been trying to go out. I told it no, it's not allowed to. <laughs> but I look and I'm like, how did I get here? Oh, I know. I way overcommitted myself all summer. And by the time I realized that I was way out of the peace of the Lord because I'm doing way too many things, now I haven't been exercising, working out, taking care of my body. And now I have this issue. And I'm like, you know what? If I would have listened and stopped, you know, I quit two of my jobs this summer. <laughs> and I'm thinking, I should have never had those jobs. God took care of me way before that. But, you know, I wasn't really listening. I was thinking, oh, I need to do this, I need to do that. And I'm thinking, if I would have just listened to the Lord back then, I wouldn't be. And my back feels awesome today. It was really good. Um, it, you know, so I think that I got what was trying to be said to me. But that peace. In the chaos, sometimes we don't realize that we're living in that until it's so overwhelming. But the great thing is we can always go into that place with the Lord. He says, it's peace I give you. So he said he has peace in the situation that you're in right now. He has peace for you to move forward. He has peace for you in a new place. And he's saying, just take a step back, retreat into your secret place with me, and rest in his presence. Like I said, I love my bed and my, my vehicle. Those are my secret places with the Lord. 
So God knows in all the chaos we need a soft place to land and recharge. Do you guys have people that are your soft places? Like, I can just go to them and be like, I hate everybody and this people at work are horrible. <laughs> I, I shouldn't say that if people work with me or no. No, but you ever like, you're just like, everything is driving me nuts and I just need someone to be like, I know, you're so amazing and everybody else is just poopy, whatever, come here. You know, you just need that soft place to land. The Lord's like, I know, life's so hard, come here, just talk to me. Yeah, the devil's mean to you, isn't he? You know? And then he's like, what are you going to do about it? And he gets you recharged and excited. You're like, I'm going out. I got this, you know. He's saying, you need a soft place to land. He says, I'm your soft place. Come rest in me. We need that time carved out to rest and experience being in his presence. You know, and God be in your rest, and you need to be in the rest of God. Psalms 91.1, I'm going to finish with this. It says, He who dwells in the secret place of the Most High shall abide under the shadow of the Almighty. When I look at that and I'm saying, when I dwell, you know, you think being in this, in this culture, we think being in somebody else's shadow is a bad thing. But when God's saying, you're going to abide in my shadow, that means I am with you. I am protecting you. When a bully comes, you ever see that where the little kid, like, I've seen this on cartoons where it's like that little kid and the bully's there and they, they're going to stand up to him and they don't know that their giant big brother's standing behind them, you know, and the bully's like, no, I don't want no trouble, I don't want no trouble, you know, and that's the way God is. We're in his shadow, so he's with us. He goes before us, he goes beside us, he's covering over us, he sees what's coming from every side, you know, it's like a little kid when they're walking and you're standing there, they're kind of in your shadow. We say, oh, they're walking in their father's footsteps. And he's like, yeah, right there with me, doing the same thing. When you read Psalm 91, think of the shadow, under the shadow of the Almighty, under the protection of God. 